0: in the day until like 20 years ago, the major Kwanzaa celebrations in Vegas were held in people's homes. Nowadays, it's celebrated with public events, large and small, all over the valley, from Henderson to Summerlin. Yes, y'all. Today on CityCast Las Vegas, I get to chat with community leader. I call her Big C, but you may know her as Ms. China Hudson, We'll talk about Kwanzaa past and present and which celebrations she's looking forward to in our city. It's Tuesday, December 20th, 2022. I'm Vogue Robinson, and this is CityCast Las Vegas. Hi, Vixie. Hi, Miss China. Welcome to CityCast Las Vegas.
1: Hello. Thank you for having me. I'm so
0: happy. I'm so happy to have you on the show. And I'm happy to talk with you about Kwanzaa in Vegas. So that's where we want to kind of start, get into the meat of it, is can you tell us about your first Kwanzaa in Vegas?
1: Oh, my first Kwanzaa in Vegas had to be at um, Elder Mama Omiale's home. Um, I call her the mother of Kwanzaa because she was doing Kwanzaa gatherings in her home long before anybody that I knew here in Vegas was doing it. Mm. And so that was one of my first Kwanzas. And then Brother Keith Brantley, who's mm-hmm. the grio of the poetry community, him and his wife, Kim Brantley, also hosted in-home Kwanzaa events. So those were the two first Kwanzaa events that I attended in Las Vegas. And that was well over 20 something years ago. I know when
0: you were telling uh, our producer Layla about those gatherings that they were very intimate, but would they just let anybody, just the homie? just you could bring strangers, strangers would show up at the elder's
1: house? Yes. Yes. That was, I was a stranger. I walked in. I was like, Hey, they told me Kwanzaa was here. And they was like, well, come on in. <laughs> and you just got to make sure that you had a potluck, something to eat, um, to share, because that's the whole, um, as African people, we're communal and, mm. you know, we good for a good potluck. And it was, you know, it was very welcoming.
0: Yeah, I'm trying to think because Kwanzaa is, is that first? Is it first harvest? Is that also first fruits, first fruits,
1: and harvest? Yes. First fruit. There we go. So you got to bring some fruit to the table. Yeah. <laughs> got to bring something to eat when you go into somebody's <laughs> house at Kwanzaa.
0: Exactly. So how did it change from those intimate gatherings
1: to what we're seeing now in Vegas? How have Kwanzaa celebrations in Vegas evolved? Oh, I remember when it was just two. Kwanzaa events, those two, Mother Omiale's house, Brother Keith, Um, and then the West Las Vegas Cultural Arts Center, the African hub of the community, will have the one community event, right? Mm. Fast forward to last year where there was well over 12 community events. People were celebrating Kwanzaa all in their homes. I couldn't make all the Kwanzaa events that I was invited to because they were everywhere all over the city, Henderson, North Las Vegas, Summerlin. all all around. And it was just a beautiful thing to just be invited to those events because I remember when it wasn't. Right. Why do you think those celebrations
0: have changed? And how do you feel about kind of the widespread nature we see now?
1: I think it's beautiful. Um, We never see see or hear people say, why is there so many Christmas events, right? Mm. No, it's a Christmas event for everyone. And I think there's a Kwanzaa event for everyone. Each Kwanzaa event has their own niche, right? Mm -hmm. Their own thing. Ours here at the West Las Vegas Library Theater is very much centered around um, education. Other people have like Kwanzaa markets where you come and spend your money and recycle your dollar black. So I am just happy that people are becoming more culturally aware Mm -hmm. and trying to find what works for them and use it in the form of Kwanzaa. Ooh, yeah, I love that.
0: We were talking about this in pre-production about, you know, the public facing version of Kwanzaa, so those those marketplaces and the community events versus coming into an elder's home. And kind of where where is that line between celebration, appreciation, and then appropriation? Do you think there's
1: a clear line between those things? Well, I don't think so because the way you celebrate Kwanzaa is how you celebrate Kwanzaa. You're gonna have the Nguzu Sabu, you're gonna have the elders, you're gonna have the drumming and the dancing. Now, listen, at Mama Omiale's house, she calls all the drummers. It's five, six drummers in her living room. Yes. Oh yeah. She's like, you going to dance? I'm like, where? She pushes the coffee table out the way and we're dancing in her living room. And then she pulls out a board and she begins to teach some type of African lesson. I mean, so even if it's in the home, it's still educational. Mm -hmm. It's still cultural and it's still love. So would you say everyone is welcome in both spaces? I have a lot of people who are non-melanated. Can I come to Kwanzaa? Absolutely, you can come to Kwanzaa. Kwanzaa is for Black people to express themselves culturally, but it's also for anyone that's non-melanated to see what we look like and how we celebrate our Blackness in such a positive light. So yes, everyone can come to the celebration. Kwanzaa is culturally based. Mm -hmm. And if we can just come together. That's what makes Kwanzaa so beautiful, is you can be of any faith background. You can be, believe whatever you like, but if you enjoy culture, Black culture, African culture, Kwanzaa is for you. It's about bringing us all together. It has nothing to do with religion.
0: And when I think about it, like, I learned more about it as I got into my college years. And mm-hmm. even now when I talk with my friends, like we're going to have a Zoom gathering from like just all the homies from college. And we're going to have kind of like a vision board planning, but that'll be based on the principles of Kwanzaa. So it's like, nice. what have you done to strengthen your faith? What have you done for um, collective responsibility and like? How are you supporting Black businesses? But really running through the list of like, okay, what are all your goals and reflecting on the year, but through each of those principles. And I'm really excited about that. I think that's really dope. What is your role in the Kwanzaa celebrations that are going on this year?
1: Wow. Okay. So no, (laughs) Um, actually this year, I am coordinating two of the Kwanzaa events for the community. We're doing the Kwanzaa kickoff, December 26th here at the West Las Vegas Library Theater, we're having a storyteller come into town for the young people. So we want everyone to bring their children out because when's the last time you had a storyteller come and tell African stories and play the drum? And then the second Kwanzaa, actually I'm doing three events now that I Mm -hmm. think about it. I know. (laughs) Wednesday, we have a a author book signing. Um, So we have an author who we're gonna be highlighting um, for Kwanzaa as a talk, a round table discussion. And then Friday will be the Rites to Passage graduation, which is part of the annual Kwanzaa celebration here. So I'm responsible for three community events, um, When it comes to the elders in their home, I'm always there to support them with the cooking and the cleaning because they're our elders. Um, They're our living libraries. So, you know, we don't want them to be over exerting themselves as they're inviting people into their homes. Mm. So as a community daughter, I make sure that everyone is we don't need everyone to bring chicken. We may (laughs) need somebody to bring some macaroni. Can we get some fruit? (laughs) Can we get a salad? So a lot of times I help coordinate the meals. People will call me and let me know what they bring into a specific person's house. So it just depends. Whatever is needed during Kwanzaa, I usually just extend myself to help everyone. Exactly. Yes.
0: I love that about you. I was re looking through your bio. Like, I don't know who you are. I was like, let me go look at Ms. Shia's formal bio. And I love that it's always a member of the Las Vegas community that you always put community first. So mm-hmm. it's never a me or an I in a lot of situations where when you're serving, it's an us.
1: Yes, yes, definitely, because the community is just a part of who I am. Um, Everything I am, everything that I'm about, everything I believe in is centered around the collective work of our community. For sure.
0: So I want to get into some of these kind of the meat and potatoes of these events that you're doing. So we've got an author coming. What's the author's name?
1: Absolutely. It's Mama Omiyale, the mother of Kwanzaa. Oh, shut up. (laughs) Yes, she has written her second book, and it's specifically for young people, um, in the teenage realm. Okay. And so she's going to be speaking with them about tapping into their power.
0: Can you tell people a little bit of details about that girl's rites of passage that you do? Because this is 18 years. 18
1: years. Your program is a grown woman. Look, it's a whole grown woman. <laughs> so the Boys and Girls Right to Passage program was started at the West Las Vegas Cultural Arts Center, um, eighteen well nineteen years ago. We can't do COVID, so but we've been uh, facilitating for eighteen years, and it's we take young people from ages ten to sixteen and teach them what it means to be productive citizens in society, um, and we always put the African twist on it. This is what it means to be black. This is what it means to be a citizen of your community. This is what it looks like to serve your elders. Mm-hmm.
0: And I always love it that it's, it's that component of self-esteem. It's about hair and hygiene. It's about Everything. making your own meals. So teaching them,
1: how do you make a balanced meal for yourself? And each year, the workshops are different based on the young people. Okay, uh, We don't want to have a cookie cutter uh, program. We definitely ask the young people at the beginning, what is it that you want to learn? Oh. And then they tell us and then we go and structure our workshops around what it is that they would like to learn in addition to what it is we feel that they need to learn. And so
0: when they complete the program uh, and this is their kind of like almost like a coming crossing, crossing. Mm-hmm. So it's a crossing program. So it's saying reintroduce them as young ladies into the community. And yes. so that's going to happen during the week of Kwanzaa.
1: Yes, that will be December 30th at 6 p.m. We call it a crossing over ceremony. And why do you feel like Kwanzaa is the best time to have
0: their crossing ceremonies?
1: It's about family. I had a young lady. Never forget her. She was seven years old. Can I be in the rites of passage? No, she had to be younger, like five. Mm. I was like, oh, no, you're too young. She just completed the rites of passage slash year. Yay! Hey. When she turned 10. And she walked in and I remembered her face. So the families come out to see the crossing over ceremony and it gives the younger children something to inspire to.
0: Mm. I
1: want to do that. Mm. I want to be received by my community like that. It's just a great time for community and family. And we're already in the celebration timeframe. We have Thanksgiving and Hanukkah and Christmas and, and New Year's and all these celebrations. So why not celebrate our young people culturally through Kwanzaa? Yeah. So are you performing
0: this year anywhere?
1: Well, I will be doing some dancing at the kickoff ceremony December 26th. Um, So Ola BC African Dance and Drum Ensemble is always a part of the Kwanzaa celebration. Our drummers are like the breathing air of our Mm. community. Um, But this year, the women will come out and do some dancing. So I'm really excited because we haven't danced since Juneteenth. So it's really good that we get to come out and show the cultural dances to our community.
0: I know you're excited about Mama Omiale's Book reading. Mm-hmm. Are there any
1: other events you're most looking forward to this year? Our storyteller. Uh, our storyteller is coming in. Her name is Sunshine, Miss Sunshine. Ah. She's praying, she springs joy and happiness. She's coming in from LA. Um, she is an African storyteller. She will have African instruments. She will be doing some singing and mixing all of that into her story. So I, I'm going to sit down and enjoy the stories as well. Um, so I'm very excited. That's our Kwanzaa kickoff um, with the storyteller on December twenty sixth.
0: And like you said, it's the kickoff. So I mean Kwanzaa is a seven day celebration. So you're going from December twenty sixth to
1: January first. That is Kwanzaa. Mother Omiyale, she always has the Kuamu, the feast, at her home on January the first. Mm-hmm. So everyone knows we're at mama's house on the first of January at five o'clock. <laughs>
0: Okay. Yeah, see, it's always settled. It's like clockwork and it's just mm-hmm. that consistency is and I don't even want to say glue because glue ain't permanent enough, but no it it not. is the braid of the community that, that pulls people together and shows something
1: really beautiful. So I love that. It's really right awesome. Yeah, it's really awesome to have someone who's moved away and come back and call them and say, Hey this Kwanzaa's still at Mama's house. Yes. Are you going to be there? What you bringing? So, you know it's at our house. What are you talking about? Now, she may have moved. She may have got another location. She brought another home. But it's always going to be at her house. I'm so proud of the West Las Vegas community and Las Vegas community as a whole having so many different Kwanzaa events. When Henderson started doing Kwanzaa, I knew we made it. I said, okay, (laughs) we have made it. We are in Green Valley with the Nguzu Saba. Yes. Right. All the principals. All the principals. Everyone is celebrating Kwanzaa in their own way. Um, so I'm very thankful and very happy with the Las Vegas community. Me too. It's good. It's beautiful to see. Well, I look forward to seeing you
0: at these celebrations and bringing my nieces out to hear the storytellers. Thank you for making time for
1: CityCast Las Vegas. Absolutely. It's my pleasure. And there is a Kwanzaa celebration for everyone. You just have to get out there and say Kwanzaa and someone say, oh, you want to go over here and they will direct you in the right path. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Before you go, a few things you should know. First up, Water managers across the West met last week for a hard conversation about our rapidly dropping water reservoirs along the Colorado River. Lower basin states including Nevada will likely face more cuts in 2024. Meanwhile, the parents of a student at Las Vegas Academy of the Arts, it's a magnet high school, the parents are suing the school district. What now? a theater assignment which the parents say was both pornographic and sexual grooming. The student was asked to read a monologue from a character who came out as a lesbian to her ex-boyfriend. That's all for today here on CityCast Las Vegas. Are you planning on going to any Kwanzaa celebrations this year? If so, let us know. (laughs) That rhymed, you're welcome. (laughs) send us a text or a voicemail at 702-514-0719. Then send this episode to a friend, pick an event that y'all can go to together, and bring the whole family. Leave us a few stars on Spotify or Apple Podcasts while you're at it, and make sure you're subscribed to our amazing morning newsletter. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Talk soon! yay oh my jesus shoulders oh bad shoulders knees and toes knees and toes um. <laughs> people need to see this we need to record these sessions <sighs>